Hello, and welcome to this next installment of On the Way to the Forum. I uh, happen to be the French disease, Ethan. And I abstain courteously, Javier. And welcome to the Forum! So how are we doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Just looking forward to the holiday weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. So this is coming out on Monday, so I hope everyone had a happy 4th of July, because it passed already. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope that everybody got to enjoy some fireworks, eat some hot dogs. Have a cookout. Have a cookout. Um, celebrate the 4th. Drink a lot of beer. Mm. Do what you do on the 4th. <laughs> I have to work, so, you know, it's that's what you do when you're a grocery person or an adult or an adult yeah but then again most people have the weekend off so it's yes. you know yeah and the holiday and then you're lucky because you have it off so mm-hmm. anyway so what do we uh, have to drink tonight uh in honor of today's musical i guess it isn't a musical it is a musical okay. uh it's what we do okay <laughs> i don't know what kind of show this is <laughs> so in honor of today's musical which is 1776. Oh, wow. In oh. celebration to 4th of July. Uh, <laughs> Who would have guessed it? Uh, we had some Sam Adams. Oh, yes. Or Samuel Adams. Samuel sorry. Adams. Um, which Boston I, Lager. A Boston Lager. <laughs> makes you want to feel like you got to smoke 20 packs of cigarettes in order to drink it. Mike Wazowski. Um, but yeah, so Samuel Adams actually has a lot to do with what we were oh, yeah, watching guess, today, because yeah. he is the cousin of John Adams. Yes. And the show that we're doing today, or reviewing, I guess, learning more about, yes. is 1776. Mm-hmm. So the show that we are talking about today, and that we've reviewed, and that we've watched is 1776 and the book was written by peter stone and this is the first show that we're doing that the music and lyrics are written by only one person uh and that is by sherman edwards and normally about this time and i think this was a 1969 show that wasn't really a really really truly heard of entirely Um, because most of the time you would have one person to do music and another person to do the lyrics. So like Rodgers and Hammerstein, uh, Bernstein and Sondheim and the two guys that wrote My Fair Lady, they would, they would go around and, you know, one would noodle on the piano and the other one would be sitting in the corner like, Ooh, I got this cool little lyric, you know, what can we do with it? And so John, John Adams is trying to get the Congress to make a, I guess, a a declaration of independence and not like the declaration of independence, just so that America could become a separate entity from the United Kingdom. He is seeking help to persuade all these men, these rich white men that own land, to vote with him to see if they can become an independent entity in the world. 
So he, with the help of Mr. Uh, Richard Henry Lee of Virginia, uh, Dr. Benjamin Franklin of Pennsylvania, of Pennsylvania, and Thomas Jefferson of Virginia, they all are required, I think it's required the right word, they have to draw up a declaration that would become the foundation for the United States. Well, I, I don't think, well, it wasn't, it was a kind of a last minute effort because Pennsylvania had said, well, in the show, that if they were going to vote on this independence, independence yes. that they had to, had to be unanimous. Yes. And so, John thought that was not fair. That was not fair. And as he saw, you know, later in the show, you know, he's, he's, starts losing support yeah so as like a last effort a last ditch effort last ditch effort yes he says let's write a declaration of independence of what so, so, our base rules so that way you know we know what we know we what have we it in want. writing what we're trying to like why we're trying to separate from yes. england and all this other stuff um 1776 this is the first show that we were reviewing that only one person wrote both the music and lyrics, and that was Sherman Edwards. So the plot basically resolves around resolves revolves around John Adams trying to persuade the fifty six delegates of the Second Continental Congress. Congress. Yes, in May of seventeen seventy six. It's based on factual events that took place between May of 1776 to July 4th of 1776. John Adams has some main competitors, and those competitors are Pennsylvania, Delaware, and so they're just trying to, it's basically the story of them writing up the Declaration of Independence. It's a historical comedy. Uh, It's fictional. Yes, because... Well, I mean... Fiction based in fact. Well, yeah, yeah, because the meeting originally, or in in real time, or real history, yeah, yeah. was a private meeting. Yeah. So we we don't really know what went on there. There were maybe like a a handful of letters. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they used to base the show on. Yes, the letters, but no actual like accounts of the yeah, actual. Yeah, no, events. like there was not. Um, I guess the word a, a stenographer. There was not a stenographer in there. There was not a courtroom clerk typing away because I, they didn't have typewriters yet. Um, there was no one in there to actually write down what everybody was saying. It was just, I guess, word of mouth. Well, word of mouth and then word of letter. Mm. Maryland, not Maryland, <laughs> but Maryland, North and South Carolina, and Georgia where we live uh (laughs) bad things begin to happen in new brunswick and new jersey and that's new jersey yeah which leads maryland to be like okay i think maybe now we need to change our nay to a yay because there was the i think it showed the the delegate from maryland Mm -hmm. like this is what the British are actually doing to our people. But you are living in a shell. And unless you are immersed in this actual environment, like, mm-hmm. no, you just, 
and it, that's eventually why he changes his decision. And then Delaware is a split vote. There, there are three delegates from Delaware, and there's just this one guy that, as soon as uh, John Hancock is like asking a question for their vote, this guy like he jumps up on a dime and he's like, "Oh, we vote nay." And the other two guys are arguing with him. And like, hey, like, you know, th this is like, we're supposed to work together, not, mm -hmm. not you know, you do what you want to do. So it's a split vote. But because majority rules, two of them are voting yay. One of them is voting nay, decides to turn the vote to a yay. But when the discussion of slavery comes up, there, the South, the Deep South, takes issue with it like north and south carolina and georgia are like hey no like thomas jefferson originally had written in the declaration of independence that even the black slaves would become free under this new country that mm -hmm. that this nation that that they were trying to build and the deep south are like hey no like this is our livelihood if you're going to keep that in there, then we're not going to vote yes, yeah. and it's not going to be unanimous. So they leave. And as they are leaving Pennsylvania, uh, the delegate uh, Dickinson, mm -hmm. he, he's a very cocky kind of guy. Yeah. And he, and he just kind of makes this snarky comment as he's leaving, and he just looks at John Adams and he goes, just remember... Was it Matthew yeah. 16, 26, which is par paraphrasing the Bible here, but saying like, once you have all the world, what is left of your soul? And then he leaves. So in order for them to get a unanimous vote, John Adams talked to Benjamin Franklin to talk to his Pennsylvania delegates to try to persuade them. He got... Uh, Richard Lee, was it Lee or was it Thomas Jefferson to talk to the South, North and South Carolina? I think it was Jefferson. And Jefferson would go and talk with them. And there's one particular song, Is Anybody There? That's the name of the song. <laughs> George Washington writes this letter and he's, John Adams is reading it out loud and Dr. Uh, Lyman hall from georgia overhears him reading this letter and he's like okay i'm now gonna like go against what my georgia my georgians say and i'm gonna vote yes that we need to declare independence against the tyranny of king george the third in conclusion they write up the new declaration of independence which keeps slavery in as terrible that, as that is uh just for the sake of a vote and it leads to an a unanimous vote of yay and now we have the birth of a new nation and that's how the story ends and although like the story is based on fact it is not at all historically accurate uh there were many members of the delegations that were not included mm -hmm. in in the show um, because Georgia didn't just have one. Yeah. We had like four, three or four. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was, let's see, 
there were 56 total and there only looked to be like 20 yeah. in the room. <laughs> I think they, they probably just need to cut down on the number of people and maybe probably. just show, I don't know. Some of the main ones. Some of the highlights <laughs> maybe. Um, but oh, are you trying what? to say Mr. Gwinnett wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Button? No. Oh, wait, no, it's Button Gwinnett. That was his name, mm-hmm. Button. But the actual signing was like so secretive, like nobody knew about it. Really. And, and I think that was done so that way, you know, England couldn't be like, hey, what are they doing over there? Oh, they're committing treason. We should kill them. Adams actually was not, he says constantly in the show that he's uh, obnoxious and likable. Well, but not not only Adams says that about himself, I think everybody else. Everybody says, else. Because yeah, he's, in the he's show, loud. He's, and... Yeah, he's, lo- he's loud. He's obnoxious. Nobody really wants to hear him. And they're like, shut up, sit down, yeah. kind of thing. And, but come to find out, he's just a very respectable uh, person in Congress. Uh, so the show opened in 1969 on Broadway. It did very well. Uh, people enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it did go on to the Tonys. It won Best Musical. Won Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical, which was Ron Holgate, who played Richard Henry Lee. Okay, just want to make sure I got his name right. <laughs> Um, it won Best Direction for a Musical. Peter Hunt won that. Virginia Vestoff, who played Abigail Adams, was nominated for Best Performance by a Featured Actress in a Musical. And Joe Miltzner was nominated for Best Scenic Design. Did not win. And Virginia Vestoff was beat out by Marian Mercer for for her performance in The New Faces of 1962. And that won her the Best Featured Actress in a Musical. And now we are going to take a short commercial break. So now we're going to talk a little bit about some of the songs. We'll go down the list and then we'll actually, there's not a whole lot of songs yeah, with this one. Yeah, it's actually relatively short it's, as far as songs. Yeah, and how, about how long was the whole show? About 168 minutes. Yeah, that was the movie that we saw. So I think yeah. the show runs for about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I think it was... Uh, Something like that. 140 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have two and a half hours to kill, you can watch this. Which on it honestly, it did not feel like it, it was two and a half. It didn't. No, I was a little. I was dreading this one a little bit because I was because <laughs> Ethan was playing a song earlier today, and I was like, "This is where we're gonna what listen. This is where we're gonna watch today." And he was like, "Yes." I'm like, "I'm going to fall asleep." <laughs> but it was actually quite entertaining. It so was. It, it actually kept my attention. Was. I couldn't believe it was two and a half hours. No. It was, I mean, it was better than JFK. <laughs> but that wasn't a musical. No, that wasn't a musical. <laughs> so the act one opens up with an overture. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, if you're at a musical, they're going to open up with an overture, which kind of sets up the first scene, which is usually setting up the first song, which happens to be Sit Down, John. And then the song after that is Piddle, Twiddle, and Resolve. 
And then we have Till Then. Beautiful little song that 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 John and Abigail sing to each other, even though it's like through like letters. Yeah, they're yeah, not it, actually. It, yeah. They're not near each other or at actually all. having the conversation. Yeah, because she she's in Boston and he's in uh, Pennsylvania. 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 He's in Philadelphia. The next song is "The Lees of Old Virginia," which really confused me because this guy had the weirdest Southern accent. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they didn't have Southern accents <laughs> it, quite yet. And he was kind of so. His real, he was, um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But wait, he, wait, wait, hold on. He tried wait. to be funny and he ended everything in Lee. In Lee. So in that song. So that, he was the delegate from Virginia, Richard Henry Lee. Yes. And every time he tried to end the sentence, he always, it, not, he would try to end <laughs> it in Lee, which was kind of annoying. But funny, in the song, in that song, he he's, he looks like he's kind of clumsy. He falls, almost falls into. You think he's gonna fall into the fountain? Yes. And apparently, that fountain is the fountain from Friends. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that was the Friends fountain. Yeah, that was the Friends fountain. Yes. It was. It was covered in moss, people. It was covered in moss. No. Yeah. Wait, that was what college is that? That's a college. No, it's in the um. We have special guests right we, now. We do. Okay, <laughs> I think that we're just going to have to change the, the title to our show, like... Cat Time. Cat Time or Cat something. Time. I did yeah, not... Yeah, it's, it's, one, it's one of those, um, like, Warner Brother, whatever, production things. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. The next song is, But Mr. Adams, yeah. I'm sorry, there was a cat in the way. There was a cat. There was a cat in the way. So, But Mr. Adams. I think it's a really funny song. Um, basically, John Adams was able to buy some time by asking the the Congress to pause on a vote on to declaring independence until they can actually write up a de- like a, a declaration a, a declaration of independence saying why we should you know separate from from the U the UK England whatever well, England okay yeah. uh, the the president of the Congress assigns John Hancock. John Hancock assigns is it four or five people? Four people. It was five. Adams. It's Adams. Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Uh, the one, oh, the one um, from Connecticut. Sherman and Livingston. Yes. And basically, five. Five of them. Yeah, so there's five. The five of them are like you know they're they're, they're trying to figure out who's going to write the declaration. Everyone you know has an excuse. Adams is like, oh, no one likes me, and they're not gonna like, you know, they're really gonna hate it if I write it. Franklin's like, uh, I don't really write politics. <laughs> <laughs> Livingston is, uh, I think he says, I just had a son, so I yeah, to, I gotta you know, be with I, my son. I have to be with my newborn. The next song is yours, 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 a cute little song of letters between Adams and Abigail, where he's actually asking again for some saltpeter, which is a main ingredient in gunpowder. And then she's asking for sewing pins. And it's like, at the end of the letter, he's like, yours, yours, yours. Don't forget the saltpeter, John. And then hers is like, yours, yours, yours. Don't forget the pins. Abigail, yeah. and it's a cute little. It's it it, it kind of shows, how, the, I guess, the relationship they're, between they're cute Adams. Yeah, their little dynamic of how um, they kind of are each other's supporters in a sense. Yeah, but also I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, they're they're trying to be independent of each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. 
and saying like, hey, this is what I need, and I will get you what you need when you give me exactly. what I yeah, need. Yeah, so it's kind of like a funny little big barter, bar, bartering system there. Yes. <laughs> and then the next song is he plays the violin, mm. which for some reason, I don't know why this is a constant theme here in the show so far, but this song is talking about uh, Thomas Jefferson having sex with Martha. Because in order to... Because in the show, um, Jefferson's having writer's block. Yeah. So Adams is like, you know what? If I get his wife here... He won't have writer's block. He won't have writer's block, basically. <laughs> so so he gets Martha. her here. Yeah, yeah. And then he writes. Martha <laughs> and Benjamin Franklin and Adams are singing this song about... She's like, oh, well, you know, he just plays the violin whenever, you know, he's lonely and... And all this other stuff. And anyway, she's like, I I, I gotta go. And they, they let her go back up to the apartment. And Thomas Jefferson comes out with a piece of paper. And they're so excited. <laughs> and he drops it down and it reads it. And it says, I'm taking my wife back to bed. T. <laughs> Jefferson. And he goes, oh, this is not what I was looking for. And then you hear Thomas Jefferson starting to play the violin. And then it just kind of fades off really quickly. And then both Adams and Franklin are like, oh, well, we know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next song is Cool, Cool, Considerate Man, which is, this is when all the, I guess, progressive people leave to go to Baltimore to start to, to sort out the whole whores and... Oh, no, that was in Baltimore. That was New Jersey. That was New Jersey? Yeah. But anyway, this song is just basically sung by the conservatives who are constantly saying nay to everything. It's kind of mirroring what's kind of going on today in our own Congress. Where or just in general. In general. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's just no limited to today's politics. Yeah. It's just in it's general, like, like Congress can never get their crap together. No ever and it's like when they can they're like uh yeah no but i'm partisan and that's what it all comes down to was it it was new brunswick, new brunswick. New brunswick. Okay, i knew it started yeah. with a b but they do take the delegate from maryland to, to go new jersey to show like what what happens the, the shambles of the, the army like yes. they need support and that that's how they're able to get maryland too. and and so and and cool considerate men they're all basically trying to say hey we're always going to vote nay. And no matter how many people he can try to get to, to do this, and it doesn't even matter what is written in this declaration, we're going to say nay. And then the final song for Act 1 is Mama Look Sharp. And this is like, I've never actually heard a musical where the show ends on a song that, makes you just kind of stop and kind of like live in their moment because it's the, I guess he's, I'm going to call him the Pony Express boy. The courier. The courier. Yeah. He, you know, he'll he bring in leather, leathers, letters from, from General Washington. Washington yeah. Uh, who's out in the field doing what he's got to do to protect the land. Custodian guys ask, you know, have you seen actual battle? And he's like, oh yeah. And he's like, you think he's kind of making light of it, but then you kind of realize it's not, it's not something to be 
made light of. And he's like, yeah, I saw, you know, two of my best, best friends, friends die, die. Yeah, yeah. same day. Mm-hmm. And one of their mothers came out and found him directly in the field. And the other mother couldn't find her son, which is, you know, the whole, the whole part of the song saying mama looks sharp because if you can't, if you can't go out into a field and can't find your son because he didn't die all the way Mm. and he crawled out of the field to get out of actual gunfire, you know, how is she supposed to know? And then she eventually finds him and then he's dead. You know, it's, it's kind of a grim ending to the first act, which pre ultimately begins this whole like grim seven years in mm. early American history yeah. where we were in constant war. Yeah. And then once we gained that independence, we had to go back into war and then we had to go back into war again. And it was just like, like war after war and after war. And it wasn't it after like the war of 1812 was like when we finally just kind of like shh, for a little bit, for yes. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Civil War. Well, you forget the Mexican-American oh, I War. I forgot about that one. No, but what also is interesting about this is it's three people. It's three common people in a sense. It is three common. It's three people. common people sitting in sitting Congress. in conversation of their experiences, and they're kind of. And they, I think one of them says it, it's like, you know, here this Congress is here doing nothing. The the rich, you know, yes. the, the wealthy or like the the elite discussing what needs to be done yet the people that are actually out there fighting are us the common yeah. people and he and he even so. made the comment like do you think that they would get out and go and fight for us <laughs> and the other guys like no yeah and it's it's sad because it's true yeah it's true which kind of brings the whole like personally for me like the credence clearwater revival song fortunate son i don't know if you've heard that I mean, I'm not the fortunate one. Mm-hmm. I'm not a congressman's son. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, all these boys were going off to Vietnam, but none of, if you were going to college, you didn't have to go, even if you were drafted. Uh, if you were rich, you didn't have to go because you could pay to make sure that your draft number yeah. didn't. So what was it mainly? Poor white people and poor African-Americans shipped over to Vietnam to fight another man's war. Yeah, That's what it was. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. (laughs) Act two begins with this fun, (laughs) kooky little song called The Egg. And it's a song between Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Jefferson, and the Congress. No, no, that's it. Yeah, it's because it's when um, the the Declaration of Independence had been written. It starts to be read to the Congress, and it's Jefferson... Franklin and Adams in the hallway and mm-hmm. they're talking about, you know, they're no the eggs were about to hatch this new this new Asian this new nation, not new Asian, sorry. <laughs> this new nation. And then the it's really funny because they're they're picking out different birds. So like Adams like, oh our the, the, eagle. the eagle is going to be the symbol of our country. And then Thomas Jefferson is like, no, it's the dove. And then <laughs> Benjamin ben. Franklin is like the turkey, the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, you know, they're arguing arguing within themselves. And then of the Adams is like, the eagle is majestic. And then <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's like, yeah, but have you ever seen a turkey run away from anyone? <laughs> like they are brave, and also it's native to America. Exactly. But no, it's just funny that this discussion between the between between the three of them. Trying to decide which bird, and in the end, you know, they they choose the they chose, they chose the eagle. 
yeah, it's just a really funny song, which apparently was a last minute addition to the show because once um, Edward saw the the the, the the poster for the, the show production poster yeah which has an eagle hatching out of an egg with a flag he's like i need to write something more comical into the show so he wrote the egg which is this funny little it is uh, well it is sideline but it's like it's like you know i mean it, it ties in with the show so much though yes because i mean they become a new species <laughs> <laughs> yeah because before this time there weren't a lot of I guess, in a sense, colonies that revolted against well, the royals. Against well, the, well, we have Haiti, which revolted from the French. But um, yeah, this is the big, you know, this is the first one this of is big nation. The big, or, this was actually like the first of the actual revolutions of the yeah, poor this, people, because this is before the French Revolution. Well, this inspired the French yeah. Revolution. And they were like, mm hmm. <laughs> Chop off their heads. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. Jack and Jill. Forgot about that. <laughs> the next song is Molasses to Rum, which hasn't I've we've never seen the show before. Yeah, I've never, never seen the show before. I might have heard a few songs here and there. I have never heard this song before until today. And I'm like, this is my favorite song. They're talking about keeping the whole abolishing slavery mm-hmm. in the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Rutledge, who is from North South, South, Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina, is like, hey, whoa, whoa. No, you can't take that away from us because that's our thing. And then Adams is like, what are you talking about? Like, all men are created free. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's kind of the essence of the whole Declaration of Independence. And then Rutledge is just like, what are you talking about? We have the slaves. Y'all don't have the slaves, but y'all benefit from the slaves. Mm. And you constantly are getting ships sailing all the way to Africa to bring them over here for us to buy and then use them for our labor and then take that labor, send it all the way back to you for you to make money. He was like, everybody's benefiting from this this idea of Mm -hmm. slavery. He's just saying like, you know, you are shipping ships. Shipping ships. <laughs> we'll go well, with it. Well, shipping ships. It's what you do. With, with molasses and rum, but it's also carrying Bibles and enslaved people. He was like, where, where are you trying to, you know, draw the line? Yeah, like, like, you know. Like, who are you to tell me that? That I'm doing wrong when you're also benefiting yeah, from what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. But you're also encouraging me to do the wrong. Yeah. And... I'm not saying that it's a good song. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like he is pointing out the hypocrisy of these quote unquote original abolitionists because he even says to Thomas Jefferson, he's like, but you are also um, a profiteer. Mm -hmm. And he's, and Thomas Jefferson's just like, uh, well, uh, 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 I plan to give up my slaves. It's it's a good song and it's a very it's very uh vi- I think it's visual yeah like you can see what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, the next song after that is compliments. This is cute little song that Abigail sings about sings to to John Adams. This is basically the turning point in the show. is called Anybody There. It's this letter written by George Washington to uh, John Hancock, 
And he's basically asking, like, I have written like 15 times. Um, nobody has answered my calls. No yeah, one's returned like, my call. Yeah. No one's given me a text, an email, <laughs> not even an instant message. If you can remember AOL back in the day. You know, he's just like, is there anybody there? Does anybody care? And John Adams is reading this letter and he's singing this nice little song. At the end, he doesn't realize that Dr. Hall from Georgia is in the room with him yeah. as he's reading this. Yeah. And this is where Dr. Hall is like, you've you've allowed me to change my vote. You've given me that strength. Well, in, in, in Act 1, Dr. Hall, he's like, I, I personally agree with, you know, declaring independence, yes. but the people of Georgia, Georgia which I not. represent, do not. So I feel like I cannot vote on this. Right. And, and so he decides to side with the people. And he does. And then the finale, which is basically everybody signing the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Well, except New York. Except for <laughs> New York. Well, no, they went up and well, ended up signing it In again. the end, but like throughout the whole thing, there's a running joke where New York, when it's time to vote, they go, I abstain. Abstain courteously. And they're like, what's wrong, New York? Why you why you can't vote? And they're like, well, well, we don't even know what's going on in New York. We don't know what's going on in New York, and they're not telling us what to do, so... They talk so fast and nobody heard. <laughs> so, we abstain. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to talk about some observations that we had while watching this wonderful film <laughs> from 1972. Mm -hmm. uh, so... At the very beginning, they are arguing and telling John Adams to shut up and sit down. And this is the, I, this is literally what I wrote. I said, I'm surprised that the Declaration of Independence got signed. These men couldn't even agree to open a window. Because <laughs> they complain about it. Because always, it's hot it's in hot. Philadelphia. And they complain. And then one of the characters, Stephen Hopkins, is constantly asking for rum. All the time. And so I wrote Stephen Hopkins or Jack Sparrow. <laughs> but apparently everyone drinks a lot of rum. Like, he's the one that's more vocal vocal about the rum, <laughs> but they drink rum throughout the whole thing. And it's not by, like, a mixed drink or something. It's no, by, it's, it's like by... they are, like, drinking it by a pint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he had a full-on yeah. pint, like... It's a big old mug. And I don't know if I want a Jodie Foster to be <laughs> But it's a big old mug. And I'm like, you're just drinking that yeah. full of rum? I, like, I could barely drink rum straight like yeah, that. Nope. No. And there's like no ice. No. So yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I gotta I, have I, it I, on I, the rocks. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> the entire time I kept thinking that Benjamin Franklin was like a drag queen because he has so much sass. Yeah, well, yeah, I think he's a comedic relief for the show. Like, he's just out there giving, like, these little tit funny tidbits. He is. And he'll even quote himself, like, from when he was, like, <laughs> Lady Dowager or whatever. Oh, wow. Silence Dowager or uh -huh. something like that. Silence Do Good. That was his pen name. Oh, okay. Yeah. He goes and says, I think my favorite quote from the whole thing, we're a new nationality, talking about being Americans. We are a new nationality. We need a new nation. And so that was, I think, kind of the turning point for some of the states to change their vote from nay to yay. Anyway, there, there's this one point where 
Benjamin Franklin and John Adams are talking with Thomas Jefferson. And then John Adams looks at Benjamin Franklin and says, oh, he's going to write it. And Benjamin Franklin's like, how? How do you know this? And he's like, the door opens and in pops Martha. And he goes, oh, you clever man. And then I think John actually he learns to be not uptight. Yeah, I think in the, in the end, he kind of realizes that in order, and I think it's because of general, uh, sorry, of uh, Benjamin Franklin, he's like, we're going to have to learn to, you know, these are going to be our new neighbors. We're going to have to learn to live together. Yeah. So, you know, you may want a certain thing to happen, but you're going to have to learn that, you know, you're not always going to get what you want. Right. You're going to have to either compromise or work with, you know, now these other states in a sense. Yeah. Um, to, For, to, uh, to achieve, like, you know, what you want to, uh, what you want this nation to be. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I said, for some reason, we always do shows that have a lot of sex in it. I'm so <laughs> confused by that because it, it was not a, it was more like innuendo. Yes. So it wasn't like yes. straight up in your face. Because, other than, oh, I guess in some sense. Yeah. Like you had to kind of read in between the lines kind of thing. Like if a kid was watching this, they wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, but th there was this scene, it was the scene after, uh, uh, Martha goes back up to Thomas's room where Benjamin Franklin's like, yeah, I have a rendezvous because he, he had a, um, a common law, a common law. Yeah. He, it was okay. his common law wife. <laughs> he wasn't even married to her. Um, so, and then at the end of act one, when they're singing cool, cool, considerate man, I was like, Hmm. This is a conservative white man's wet dream <laughs> where they're talking about to the right, to the right. Don't even go to the left, to the right, to the right. No, I just sat there and kept watching the movie. And then I was like, that's Mr. Feeney. <laughs> and then I, I asked Ethan, I was like, is that Mr. Feeney? He's like, no, I don't think, I don't think he, he, he did I, this I kind did, of thing. I didn't think he I did. I don't think he did this kind of thing. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I kept, you know, looking at him and I was like, that's Mr. Feeney. And, and by Mr. Feeney, I'm referring to, if anyone remembers the 90s TV shows, I guess it's sitcom, in a sense. It was know. a Disney sitcom. No, it was not Disney. It was ABC back in the day or something like that. Anyway, Boy Meets World. With Topanga. With Topanga and Corey and Hunter. Okay, that's the only one. I okay. just remember Topanga <laughs> and Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney. And he plays the teacher. And apparently, Mr. Feeney, who's Miss, who... who is John Adams, also known as uh, William Daniels, is the actor's name. He actually teaches at John Adams High School in, I Boy, didn't know that. in Boy Meets World. <laughs> so it's like a full circle. But he originated the role. He originated the role. And on Broadway. And apparently he played other, in other shows, he also played John Adams. So he's like the, the iconic John Adams. So it's, I thought it was really funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Act two. They start reading the Declaration of Independence, and this is the only thing that stuck out to me. Well, it's not as long as the first one. Mm -hmm. Well, of first, course. And, and it doesn't have many. Yeah. That's that's normally how it goes. Uh, act okay. two is usually shorter than act one. Sorry. Well, you learned something today. Mm -hmm. While they were reading the Declaration, in the back of my mind, I have this, this little thing called... Um, Alexander Hamilton. Uh. <laughs> Behold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal. But that's Thomas Jefferson thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is a Thomas oh, okay. Jefferson, but remember um, Angelica was singing it? Yeah. 
And she's she's gonna tell Mr. Jefferson that she was gonna have women included in the sequel, mm. but he never wrote a sequel. So <laughs> there we go. And then I I died when they started talking how America is an egg. Well, it's true. Like they said, England laid this egg, and it's got to hatch, and it's gonna hatch to be America or something like that. <laughs> and just think, the turkey could have been the <laughs> national bird, which I think is a one of those. Um, Myth or what else? No, I thought it was true. I know. I I I don't know. I maybe have to look into it, but I think it's one of those like Benjamin Franklin didn't really say that, but it's like what is oh, it oh, like a fable, yeah, like or a, a tall tale. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're called, but yeah, like a fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> like George Washington. Yeah, and, and his, the cherry tree, his wooden teeth. Yeah, or he the cherry tree, the cherry tree, and stuff like that. Where like they're not real things that happen, but people believe that they are. And then my next thing was molasses and rum just shows plain out the hypocrisy of how everybody benefited from making sure that, that African-Americans were slaves Mm. and that, that, you know, they were over here trying to say, Oh, but we're trying to abolish it. Like, no, but you're still making money off of it. So if you didn't do that, then maybe it would have been, I'm not saying that it would have been okay, but Mm -hmm. like, then maybe they wouldn't have an argument, but they were benefiting from it. So I don't, I don't, I I can see where I, and you probably took a more like straightforward, like a more uh, in-depth analysis of that. For me, it was just straightforward, like molasses to rum, like the slaves produced the sugar, which turned it to molasses. And then that molasses was turned into rum, which, the North drinks, or yes, like, and yeah. so that's how I took it. Still, molasses to rum is like, in a sense, it's same thing. What you're saying is like, you guys are benefiting from what's li- going on. What's going on down here? You might think that you're high and mighty because but... the North would supply the ships. Yeah, that the South would buy. Yeah, the South would sail across the ocean to Africa, torture and enslave people, bring them back to America. Many of them died on the ships, and then by the time they got to America, you know they were forced to do hard labor for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And my last, my last little thing is, what about New York? What is their deal? Like, you know, they could have been like on the, the front, like, no, you know, the only reason why they, I think they changed their whole like idea is because one of the delegates' house houses was destroyed, and he's like, oh. Darn those English. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh, no, we have to become independent. But, yeah, I don't have an yeah. answer for that. You don't, have an answer, don't that? have an answer for that? Darn. I, I thought you would. No. Did you have anything to add for Ad One? Well, Ad in one. general, Act just like, one. I remember, well, as soon as we started playing the movie, I looked at John Adams and I was like, he looks very familiar. our show and yeah it's a little bit shorter uh but that's because we had never seen the show before i had never seen the show normally whenever i choose a musical it's something that i've already seen i know the soundtrack too i'm singing along yeah i sung along a little bit with this one but not to the extent what i normally do yeah there weren't i don't think there were not that they weren't catchy just i don't know i think the catchiest song would probably be you know the sit down John or the egg. Oh, okay. I think those might be because they're kind of like upbeat and fun. I guess, yeah. 
but yeah, so, you know, this was the show. This was 1776. Uh, we actually watched it on Apple TV. Uh, you can yeah, rent you can it. Rent, you can rent it on a um, variety of... A variety of, of streaming yeah. services. Yeah. Um, there is a community theater production on YouTube and that I can I can definitely put into a link on the encore section of our website which is on the way to the forum podcast.com and you can visit that anytime you like and we would be more than happy if you did <laughs> uh, so next week we are going to a state what state state of New York <gasps> Like, Are you sure, though? I think. They might not have their stuff together. They might not. Well, I abstain courteously. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> of course of course they did. Is it because they talk too fast and I don't know. too softly I don't that know. you didn't hear anything? <laughs> but yes, we are going to take a trip to a little street in New York. It's not a street. It's a borough. Oh, I don't know. I never moved out of the South. Well, that is your fault. Is it? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, probably. Yeah, probably. Thanks for, you know, sharing the world my faults. <laughs> Thank you. So I, this is not that type of podcast. <laughs> you know, I was the one who created this. You're not supposed to, like, downgrade me. Like, it's not what I pay you for. At all. So next week, we will be discussing a... I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it. So, but we will we will keep you on your toes. And if you like to, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at on the way to the forum. And you can check us out there anytime. Uh, make sure you you know subscribe and download to the podcast. It really helps. Write reviews. Uh, we would really like to know how we're doing. Mainly uh, Ethan. Mainly, but I'm egotistical. His ego will get bigger. It will. And if I don't find out, then I'll probably die. And then you'll never get any more awesome content. And I will be free. <laughs> wow. You went there. Okay. I see. You're that girl. I knew you were. Well, anyway, we hope that everybody had a wonderful 4th of July. And that we hope that everyone has a great rest of the week. So, signing off from On the Way to the Forum. <laughs> <laughs>